Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the playoff edition of From the Bleachers here on BGN Radio Network. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy. This week, less than seven days away, recording this 11-14 a.m. on Monday, the Eagles are playing a playoff game this week. Oh my God, what an NFL Sunday. In all my time as a football fan, about two decades now, besides any specific concrete big Eagles win, yesterday was the most fun I ever had watching the NFL. First, Eagles are making it. We know who they're playing. This is the playoff schedule for this upcoming weekend. On Saturday, we have the 5 worst 4 matchup in the AFC. 4.30 on NBC, Raiders at Bengals. 8.15 on CBS, we have the 6th seed Patriots going to play the 3rd seed Buffalo Bills. Sunday, 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 1 o'clock, classic kickoff spot. You have your Philadelphia Eagles, the 7th seed, the biggest underdogs in the conference. Going to Tampa Bay to face defending Super Bowl champion, defending Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady. Will the Eagles dethrone the king once again? I'm vibing. I'm vibing. 4.30, you have the San Francisco 49ers going and playing the Dallas Cowboys on the road. That's a six-versus-three seed game. 49ers had a huge, huge overtime win over the Rams yesterday. I think Jimmy Garoppolo played really, really well. I was kind of concerned or kind of confused, really, why they didn't play Trey Lance yesterday. Garoppolo didn't play spectacular, but got the job done. And, hey, they played really, really well. Debo Samuel is the most unique talent I've ever seen in my two decades as an NFL fan. I'm smelling upset a little bit. That game's at 4.30 on CBS and Nickelodeon. This is the year they have, uh, just like last year, they're simulcasting one CBS game because they're both owned by Viacom on Nickelodeon where they have a kid-centric broadcast, which is awesome, I think. Obviously, people, you know, goof on it on Twitter and stuff. But, uh, you know, being a guy who was an NFL fan from six, seven, eight years old or whatever, I would have loved seeing something like that growing up. And hopefully they dump an entire thing of slime on Mike McCarthy after the Cowboys blow. Later that night, we have 8-15 on NBC. The seven-seed Steelers head to Kansas City to play the second-seed Chiefs. And then closing it up, the first ever Monday Night Football playoff game, we have the fifth-seed Cardinals going to Los Angeles to take on the fourth seed Rams. That is at 8.15 on ABC and ESPN. Buccaneers. I've talked about this a few different times. The way we talk about the 38-7 game and how thoroughly we thrashed the Minnesota Vikings, who had this vibe as the team of destiny. And like Thanos, we came in and destiny arrives nevertheless. In 2002, the 2002 NFC Championship game was the last game ever at Veterans Stadium. The Eagles felt like the team of destiny that year. 
They were the third seed in 2001, made the NFC Championship game against the eventual Super Bowl representative from the NFC, the St. Louis Rams. Rams, you know, one of the greatest offenses ever in that three-year period from 1999 to 2001, had won the Super Bowl in 1999. They had two-time MVP Kurt Wooner going for the team. The Eagles played valiantly but lost. This year, they had the one seed. They had home field advantage. They had a bye. They are playing the last game ever in this stadium where the Eagles saw all these losses over the years, all this promise that never really got fulfilled. And the Eagles, you know, we're saying this is it, closing out the vet. Lincoln Financial Field is going to be the house that McNabb built. And then you go and see Brian Mitchell, first play of the game, kickoff, has a great return, Deuce Daly, huge touchdown run. Eagles go up 7-0 early. We're thinking this is it, this is it, just as Vikings fans. In the NFC Championship game back on January 21st, 2008, they get on the field, drive, 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 seven, nothing. Eagles, three and out. We're like, Vikings fans are thinking, this is it. We're going to crush them. And, you know, the Eagles have their iconic pick six. And just like in 2002, the Buccaneers did on that Ronnie Barber pick six that lives rent-free in my head and will do so for the rest of my time on this earth. Yes, the Super Bowl win in 2018 takes away a lot of that sting for sure. But I think that was a defoning. And I'm going to do a pod later in the week where I talk about this a little bit more in depth. But I really want to really want to beat the Buccaneers. It's not just Tom Brady. It's not just Bruce Arians. It's not just Rob Gronkowski. It's this ghost that I have in the back of my head that happened at this formative age for me where it kind of changed my perception. I, I think back sometimes. And again, things are different now that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But that was such a formative age for me. I was, I guess, eight going on nine. And I wonder what my life would have been like if the Eagles had won the Super Bowl in my youth. Would I be a different person? Would my personality be a little bit different? Would I be less, you know, you know, subscribe to nihilism in a way? I tweeted this out. Imagine this in your best voiceover voice. What if I told you it took 15 years for a city to heal? What if I told you that you could finally outrun your old ghost? What if I told you that you could dethrone a king twice? Requiem for the Vet, an ESPN film, and a 30-30 for production. Should be voiced over by Bradley Cooper, right? Really want to beat Tampa Bay. I really, 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 really want to beat Tampa Bay. And it, it's, we're kind of lucky because the way Vikings fans are probably still sick, not probably, without a doubt, sick to this day about the NFC Championship game in 2017-2018. Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't seem to have a strong fan base where they could easily be owning my brain on Twitter every single day, but they're just not that type of fans. And it looks like from fans of Philly or Philly sports trips, the Eagles might take over that state. You have a lot of Northeast United States transplants down in Florida. I know people from you know Philadelphia who move down there, live in the area, might even go to the game. Take away that home field advantage that they have. They have the GOAT, but guess what? The Eagles have beaten the GOAT before as underdogs. Eagles, one and one against Tom Brady in the playoffs, his career, underdogs both times. They, two and no against the spread in Tom Brady in the playoffs, but one and one overall. Obviously, the lost Super Bowl 2004. And then, as we all like to talk about, the Eagles beat Tom Brady by score 41 33 on February 4th, 2018. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun this week. Going to be doing a ton of podcasts, almost a podcast every day, really. So today I'm doing this little intro. We're trying to get this something up on the podcast about us, uh, podcast feed, just talking about, you know, we, we're playing the Buccaneers. Uh, tomorrow I'm doing a podcast with my guy, Steph, 
You can follow him on Twitter at Large Petroleum, talking about vintage Eagles clothing, going nuts on eBay, getting us ready for this Eagles playoff run. It'll be a short, fun one. Uh, Wednesday night, we're doing an episode of Odds and End Zones with my boy Zoe. Uh, I think the 15th episode, I can't believe we've done 15 already. We're looking at the gambling matchups this upcoming NFL weekend, and obviously specifically this Eagles-Buccaneers matchup. And then Thursday, I'll be going really in-depth about this history with the Buccaneers, my feelings, and how I just want to effing take them down. What else have the NFL this weekend? Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts had a meltdown of epic proportions going into Week 17. The Colts need to win either one of their last two games to go to the postseason. Just need to win one of them. Not both of them, just one of them. And even if they lost both, they could have gotten some help. But that did not happen. So the Colts, week 17, lose to the Raiders at home. The Raiders are now in the postseason. Then, yesterday, the Colts go into Jacksonville to play the worst team in the NFL, a team that will be picking first overall picks in back-to-back years as 15-and-a-half-point road favorites. And they go down there. And it wasn't a fluky win by Jacksonville. They thoroughly beat them on both sides of the ball. They shut down Jonathan Taylor. They made Carson Wentz's life miserable. They said, we're taking the best offensive player in the league out of the game, and we're forcing you to beat us. And he absolutely couldn't do that. He had two turnovers, got sacked six times, had a little garbage time touch on the end. It was 26-3. to with only four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That game was over. 26-11, it wasn't even that close. I want to take a minute, because I'm a Doug Peterson guy, talk about Frank Reich. Everybody's golden boy. The one who got away, Frank Reich. In four years with the Indianapolis Colts as their head coach, Frank Reich has never, never beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars, the basement team, the laughing stock of the NFL, on the road. The Colts have actually lost... Their last seven road games against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, one of them was in London, but six times they've lost in Jacksonville straight. Disgusting. You have Frank Reich, who's in a division with the Texans and the Jaguars. So he's playing those slot teams four times a year. Has one playoff win to his name. Same amount that Doug Peterson has had in his time since that Super Bowl win. People really want to say Frank Reich was the figurehead the mastermind behind that Super Bowl run, get the F out of here. Get the F out of here. That guy has the even less success, it seems, than Doug Peterson after that Super Bowl run. Doug Peterson's teams in 2018 and 2019, making them go to the playoffs, is better than anything Frank Reich has done in his time in Indianapolis. Frank Reich went to the organization and said, let me handpick my quarterback for the future here. Let's give him a first and a third-round pick for this guy who will be making X amount of like $30 million this year, 2022 cap number of over $28 million. Now they're stuck with a guy who crumbled to bits down the stretch. And really, he lost that game for them. Carson Wentz lost that game. Yes, at points in his tenure in Philadelphia, I absolutely loved and adored Carson Wentz, but thank the football gods that he's someone else's problem right now. Thank the football gods. It was just entertaining to watch. I'm watching Red Zone. One of the best Red Zone days ever. One of the best Red Zone days ever. Order from my favorite pizza place, La Rosa, Broad and Snyder in South Philly. Eating a sausage and onion pie. My favorite pizza toppings ever. Sausage and onions. Boom. It was fantastic watching that. And then you had the infamous game. 
an instant classic on Sunday night, that Raiders-Chargers game that could have ended a tie. We didn't see it. I'm sorry for it. I know the game was up late. It's the latest I've gone to bed in a long time, probably since New Year's. Uh, you know, I went to bed probably a quarter to one and staying out watching that game. And I couldn't even go to bed right afterward because I was so wired. I'm as wired as I am right now. It's just a great NFL slate. And it was great that the Eagles had played Saturday. Yes, they had lost to uh, the Cowboys. Meaningless game for the Eagles. They played their second, third, and fourth and eight stringers. Dallas was acting, you know, Weapon it out, saying they'd had this great win, scored 51 points. Get over yourselves. Mike McCarthy is a stinking stooge out there. More than ever, I'm less scared to play Cowboys in the playoffs. Yes, the Eagles are going to play them. Maybe they don't make the conference championship in a matchup where they could face them. But playing the 49ers, that 49ers team that's rolling right now, Debo Samuel, I can see the I can see uh, 49ers picking up that upset win this weekend in Texas. I'm really pulling for that. And how great would it be on Sunday, the Eagles play at 1 o'clock, upset the Buccaneers, and then the 4.30 game, the 49ers upset the Cowboys. Cowboys talking all this smack all season, thinking they're true Super Bowl contenders. The Eagles outlast their season. How magnificent would that be? I'm so excited this week. I'm going to bring you great content. Obviously, everyone on the BGN radio network is going to be bringing their A game this week. If you haven't listened already, make sure you listen to the instant reaction show that Jess and Aton had did on Saturday night. Give you a little... Feedback on the Eagles Saturday night loss, 51 to 26. Gardner Minshew played the whole game. And you're going to have a few pods this week. I'm bringing my heat, bringing my high fastball, bleedinggreennation.com. It's going to be a blast. I have pods for you all week. Go, Birds. Tampa, we want Brady. We want Brady. Last time we wanted them, look what happened. You know, maybe uh, Josh Sweat Milton Williams is the guy who makes the iconic strip sack this week. The next generation of great Eagles defensive linemen. That's all I could hope for. All I could hope for. And I will tweet if the Eagles win. I will be tweeting that in the playoffs, Carson Wentz's backups are undefeated against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And Jalen Hurts will have had more playoff wins than Carson Wentz. Carson, you had my heart at one point. You had my whole heart and soul. And it's gone. You're someone else's problem now. Hallelujah. That's it for me. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sheamus Andrew Clancy. You can follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram account that I help run with our great producer, Rachel, at Bleeding Green Institute. If you like my writing, like my podcast, and like my Twitter account, check out my Patreon newsletter, patreon.com backslash Sheamus Andrew Clancy. The From Broad Street with Love newsletter, bringing you Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, everything Philly sports talk every Monday through Friday morning. Email newsletter delivered straight to your inbox. Great content. I'm never not bringing great content. I'm Anthony. We're going to have an awesome, awesome week in the Eagles world. Let's go, baby. Let's go believe. Eight and a half point underdogs. I hop, grab the slice of Eagles money line plus 310 last night. I'm ready to roll. Go, birds. Go, birds. As always, keep bleeding green. And...